This is Shattering Shattering Expectations. We are your hosts, Morgan Baker and Alyssa Staba, coming at you live. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Shattering Expectations. Happy to have you here with us. I'm your host, Alyssa Staba. And I'm your host, Morgan Baker. Hopefully, this isn't your first episode, but if it is, we uploaded two more episodes, so make sure you go check them out. They're really they're really great. Our guests have some really awesome stuff to say. Some interesting stories and some top-notch inspiration for y'all. Yeah, absolutely. Morgan's going to get us started with today's philosophy. All right, guys. Today's philosophy is, I and me are always too deep in conversation, and this quote is coming at you from... Friedrich Nietzsche. Very nice. I don't speak German very well, so bear with me here, guys. Took us a second to practice that before we uh, went live, but she killed it. a beautiful thing. (laughs) We're really excited for this week's guest. His name is Nick Fatty, and he's the founder of Fatty Beer Co. It is a beer garden and bottle shop in Buffalo. They had Two current locations, and they're opening up another one, correct? Yes. Awesome. Yep. One in Buffalo, one in Hamburg, and opening one in Orchard Park for those of you who are Buffalonians out there. He has a huge variety of beer from all over the world. He has 500 different types. He also has wine and cider as well. His story of how this came about is really, really cool. I found him because Emily Bowman from our Braid Babes episode, which is the featured episode this week. Check that out. Yeah. She posted a picture with him on her Instagram. So I thought, why not reach out to him? And he did it. And it was fantastic. Can't wait for you guys to hear more. Let's get started. Hey guys, welcome Nick Fatty, founder of Fatty Beer Co. Hey Nick, welcome on. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for agreeing to come talk with us. We're really excited to share your story with our listeners. Well, thanks for having me. When I saw your message, I was pretty excited. So yeah, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you for agreeing. How about we jump right into it? Nick, how about you tell us a little bit about your background, how you got started? Background? I mean, Fatty Beer Company is a craft beer store and tasting room. So we've got 500 different kinds of beers and we have 12 taps. You know, people come in, they can either buy beer in store or take it home. Uh, We also have wine in store, cider in store, all sorts of other good stuff in store. Some hard to find, you know, root beers, different stuff like that. So kind of people either take it, you know, drink it in our place or they take it home. And we also have, we have a location in downtown Buffalo, another store in Hamburg, New York. On May 1st, we're going to have, we'll be there for three years. It'll be our three year anniversary on May 1st. Oh, congrats. Well, happy cool. birthday. Yeah, yeah. It's, we're hoping to do some fun stuff with that too. So it's a good spot there. And then we've got a third location opening up in Orchard Park, New York. Ooh, exciting. Uh, yeah, that was supposed to be open very soon, but obviously with what's going on, we're still opening. Yeah, Keep it's on just going. taking our Keep time. Yeah. So we want to know a little bit about your background. Like, did you go to school? Did you go right into the workforce? Where did you get started? So in college, I went to graduated from Fredonia State nice. and I was a history major. So I, yeah, yeah. History major and had a marketing minor, but mostly history. So I, I like Jeopardy. I like playing Jeopardy when I was in high school and in college. So I decided to, you know, history was the most closest subject. So I like doing that. Played college hockey there and that's where I started brewing beer. 
So I started brewing beer when I was in college. Didn't have much money. How did you get money. started doing that in college? Didn't have much money. I figured out I can make a lot of beer for very little money. <laughs> <laughs> get, get the job done of you know drinking beer. I love it. Which, which is fun. So didn't sell the beer. I would make it for me. And okay, my, okay. My just buddies. No, drink yeah. it. Okay. Just drink it. So cool. you were learning to perfect the craft. Right, right. I love <laughs> I love figured it out and how to make, you know, different ABVs and alcohol. I mean, this is a while ago too. I'm old. So <laughs> so try to figure out, you know, different flavors, stuff like that. Back then loggers were all the rage and I started making some IPAs as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, those old IPAs are not like the new IPAs. I prefer the newer ones. Our old IPAs were just so bitter, but they were good too. They're just different. Now it's a, a little bit different the way the IPAs has kind of tilted, but uh, they weren't as enjoyable. So I wasn't very good at it, but I made a lot of it. So so did you kind of drink something? Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. So did you jump right into Fatty Beer Company after college? No, no, no. So after college, I was a scout for the Sabres for 11 years. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I was a scout for the Sabres. hero. Yeah, right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> cool part about the job is I was brewing a lot and I was still brewing and, and working. And I was able to travel the world essentially and visit all these amazing breweries all over the place, whether it was in Germany or Sweden or out west coast or anywhere in canada and you know even you know quebec and the new england brewers so i was able to kind of see everything and then as i was seeing that i noticed i was even worse at brewing than i thought like i'm not even (laughs) (laughs) these guys are so good they're so good they're so good at brewing and i'm just like how am i ever like you know everyone has a dream of like going pro and making their own of course Mm -hmm. yeah and then you're like i I'm not good at this, but what I also realize is I, I'm lucky to experience all these things, right? Have all these beers. Mm-hmm. And the concept for fatty beer kind of came from that saying, Hey, let's, instead of like, you know, we can get the same 20 beers on the shelf at the grocery stores or wherever else you are. And they do a great job. They try their best and they keep the prices in a great spot. But like, how do I get, how do we bring all these beers to the people? The people need yeah. the beers. The people need the beers and they need to have that experience, you know, mm-hmm. that you can have you know, in these different towns and, and, and like, let's do it, let's do it in a store. And that was kind of the idea. So started out, I was still, you know, working and opened this company about three years ago and took off. And so That's awesome. for two, yeah, for two years, we had the Hambridge store. And then last year, we opened up Buffalo. And then this that year, or, yeah, then Orchard Park's coming. And then you know, the plan is to have even more of these as we go. So during all of your travels around the world, do you have a favorite country to drink beer in? Oh, Germany was incredible. I it knew was, it. You can't really compete with the beards in Germany. Well, yeah. I mean, they're just, uh, it's a different style too. They don't, alcohol, it's not, they're, they're not super boozy. Like there's not a lot of alcohol, so you can drink a lot of them. And the flavors are great and they're crisp and they're fresh. You know, people drink more during the day, less at night. It's not about just getting seeing how you know it's not about a power right. hour it's more just enjoying really good beer and and exactly. everybody has it i liked it. i like that that was a good experience i also like uh um, lots of beer like even around new york state there's lots of good stuff i think the whole scene is changing in the last year or two you know it probably started four or five years ago but it's really starting to tilt people are starting to notice in the last year or two and you can get some of those same experiences now at breweries and other spots you know even close by yeah and I you're contributing to that, that. that's yeah. the idea get the experience you know when i describe my place people well what is it it's not 
like we're not a bar and we're not a store. You know, I kind of think we're like a, mm-hmm. a a coffee shop with beer. You know, you can relax and talk to your friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't have a, a dream come true. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So you went from a sports executive beer enthusiast to business owner. Tell us a little bit about what that transition was like day to day kind of. I like starting things, right? So I would make my own beer in college. When I got out of college, I coached like prep school hockey and then I, you know, started working with the Sabres. And when I was in college, I was a pretty good player. And I have a couple brothers who are also really good hockey players and they played in college and, and stuff like that. And there used to be a really good league that we could play in in the summer, but that disappeared as I got older. And so like I kind of took that idea of creating things and I started a hockey league about 14, 15 years ago. And that taught me a lot of the, yeah, that kind of taught me a lot of the skills of running your own business without having to, you know, make it your full-time job sort of thing. So I learned everything from making your own website to, you know, how PayPal works or how other, you know, banking software works. At the same time, you learn mm-hmm. the, the legalities of starting an LLC and, you know, the legalities of, you know, waivers and ordering and supplying and, you know, scheduling sure. and paying bills. So that started first. And then from there, I, I just kept growing stuff. And this idea you know, of opening a brewery, like never met, left my head. So I spent, I'd say five years just thinking about it and beating up the idea until wow, I, yeah. And then you just jump and do it one day. You find that so everything adds up. Did you just jump and do it? How long were you employed with your current position before you were able to do this full-time or do, do you do that full-time? Yeah, I do it full-time. Yeah. So it was okay, two years. Okay, I, was, I, I was, yeah, it was like about a year and a half. And it was just so much. I was just doing so much. And it was just like a lot to handle running a business. And then I wanted to grow Buffalo and then even do more. And like, you can't, mm-hmm. you know, you can't, you can't fake it when you're doing, when you're working for yourself or even when you're at a level trying to help, you know, when you're with a company, you can't, you can't half, you know, half do it. So, and I was between burnout and everything else. It was just like, I, I love working for myself and just went for it. So so where would you say your passion lies in the business? Because there's so many different facets. You have retail, beer, hangout, and the eatery. Passion with the business. Yeah. I think connecting with people is the is the best part, you know, as far people being my own staff and like how great it is and doing this. I've got a partner in Buffalo, Chris Cesare, I'm doing it with, and he's been awesome. And Orchard Park, I'm working with Chris and a guy, RJ Friedman and Matt English as well. So working with them, I was working with Ham and Hamburg before, you know, just, I think the people are great. And then our staff on top of it. And then the next part is the people are the customers are, you know, they're, you know, and the idea they're not customers, they're friends, you know, they, they're, they're yeah. people who want to, they're people who want to, you know, a lot of people come in and don't know what to do. There's 500 beers and it's in your face and not everyone's a beer geek and can't say this. Well, can't describe the beer. So we, we've got a job to do as customers is to help them, you know, Hey, what do you like? What do you want to do? Like what kind of, you know, what have you tried? What don't you like? You know, have you tried this? Have you visited that? Do you know this? And, you know, after a couple minutes, you're connecting with customers and it's, it's awesome. And then, Hey, that's a great beer. That's exactly what I was looking for. Oh, you like that? No, try this. You know, we've got 500 beers so we can take you on a, I like to say you can go on a nice journey and try all sorts of stuff. So that's the part I like most is working with people. I think, yeah, with what's going on, it's even, you know, a whole different twist now working with people. Sure. Oh, absolutely. You know, they don't call Buffalo the city of good neighbors for nothing. Yeah. People are very, (laughs) it's, it's awesome. It's the warmth you get in the community. And then, 
you know, we're a, we're a destination for people wanting good beer, but at the same time, we're also a neighborhood bar and a neighborhood staple. We have a mug club in, in Hamburg and in Buffalo that have 350 members each and they come wow. in. And, yeah. So they, when you join our mug club, you get a mug on our wall and then you get a mug to take home. You get all sorts of beer and benefits and invitations to this exclusive that it's a lot of camaraderie and that's pretty cool thing to join, you know, our yeah, mug club. Really neat. And we got our, all our mugs are handmade. Uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota by a company called Gray Fox Pottery. And every mug's different. Like they're all dipped differently. So it's pretty unique. Yeah. It's kind of some of the fun that we have. Yeah. That's a very unique way to bring a community of beer drinkers together. Right. Yeah. And then we have Mug Club Day on Wednesday. So they come and talk to each other and all sorts of stuff. So yeah. Oh, that's cool. I might have to uh, look into that. So speaking of unique ways to bring a community together, talk a little bit about how you're adapting to the current situation with your deliveries and things like that. Right. So by the way, I apologize, guys. I'm a big interrupter. So as I'm going- Oh my gosh, so am I. I'm so (laughs) bad. (laughs) I'm a horrible interrupter, so I'm going to be jumping on, stepping on toes. It's hard to not. I mean, with like three people who can't see each other, aren't near each other- and trying to have a conversation, it's just it's going to happen, you know? Right. Yeah. So I'm going to be stepping on toes and whatever, but how do we adapt? Well, the one thing that we've done is, is we've actually, since this has happened, we, one of the big things for me is like going back to the people, we haven't reduced our staff at all. You know, we looked at it, we looked at this issue and our biggest, you know, revenue stream is draft beer is people coming in and getting a, trying a pint or a flight and filling their mug sure. and talking to our staff or each other and, or whoever they came with. Like that's the biggest part. And we looked at it and we go, we, we got to rethink this. Like I, I'm not going to lay anyone off. Like I'm not gonna, we, we got these people who have bills to pay and, and you know, no matter how big or small your company is, like I felt as an owner, it's my obligation to, you know, figure this out or at least give it a good try. You know, I'm, you mm-hmm. can't, I wasn't just going to roll over. And so right away before the, it was on Monday, they shut everything down, you know, on that Friday, kind of used some of my past skills, like when I was with the winter or when I have my summer hockey league and other stuff like that, I built a website is what it comes down to. I built a website that we could offer beer delivery quickly, efficiently, and without a lot of noise. We launched it on Friday before any of the orders were in. I mean, you could see California was doing other stuff. So, you know, the wave is coming. We launched it on Friday and we had one order on Friday, which was great. You know, then we had. Yeah, how encouraging. <laughs> then we had two orders on Saturday and we had four on Sunday. Then we had eight on Monday. And by the end of the week, we're doing, you know, we're doing orders where we're, we, we, we made a pivot and we set goals as far as revenue and what we need to make to keep everyone employed and to keep the beer flowing. And, and we had to rethink social media and we had to rethink packaging and supplying and everything else. And so, I mean, that was only March 16th. What do you average for orders a day now? Well, we just had our 25th hundred order. Awesome. Uh, Yeah. 2,500 deliveries. Uh, Way to keep Buffalo drinking. Yeah. So, Oh my God, you have to keep Buffalo drinking. (laughs) (laughs) Probably at about a hundred a day. That's top notch. We're we're trying, but at the same time, it's a completely different business. Like I said before, the 
you know, your draft revenue is everything. Like it's a volume game now because we don't, you don't make the same amount. There's a lot of expense with keeping your people going and keeping the, you know, your margins aren't what they are, but Hey, we're, we're figuring it out and we think we're trying to get people what they need. And you're doing the damn thing. We're doing the damn thing. We're doing, yeah, just do it. That's so cool to hear. Cause like you can either take this and like you said, roll over or take this and run with it. You have to adapt if you're going to yeah. survive. And it sounds like right. you guys are adapting very well. Yeah. We've got our, our stores are open every day from noon to eight. So you can still come in and pick beer off the shelf or take a pint to go right. or something like that. You can do delivery. One thing that we've fallen into in a way is, is we created another website, right? We did another thing where we're now doing corporate orders so companies who have these hardworking people at home, usually they do like a company happy hour. Hey, let's go here, you know, or they order lunch for the staff or whatever it might be. And now we're doing something where they can sign up with us and we'll deliver their entire staff beer. You know, they, that's a great idea. I love that. Yeah. That's but, so cool. Yeah. It's one big corporate order. So they, you know, kind of set up what they want and like we offer everything. We don't just sell beer. We sell wine. We sell White Claw. We sell hard seltzers. Gotta have those right. claws. Exactly. Gotta have Oh, them. yeah. That's right. No laws when you're drinking claws. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. And cider. Cider is the other part. I can't, you know, a lot of people. Yeah, I love, I love hard cider. cider. I love hard cider. Pound in cider right now. Yeah, it's good. So that's a whole nother thing that we didn't think about even two weeks ago. And now it's you know kind of snowballing. We're getting a couple orders a day and trying to get everyone what they need and can customize it and do stuff like that. So it's been going pretty good. See, awesome. I, I hope everybody is listening to this right now. And I hope everybody is like, I'm like, my mind is blown just how you can take one idea and just like pivot a web of all sorts of possibilities that you can do with what you want to do. It's so amazing. I it agree. So if you true. got something that people want or, or even, you know, it's, it's something that brings happiness, you know, then yeah. you can make Especially it alcohol. Yeah. Especially alcohol yeah. is happiness yeah, in a today, Absolutely. Well, one of the fun things we did today, we did a collab with Vintage Chameleon. Awesome little company out of Hamburg. They do, I mean, little company, they have insane amount of followers. They're super popular. They're super great at what they do. They do vintage clothing and they also do home goods and they do a lot of things with like plant classes and teaching and all sorts of stuff. Well, we did an Earth Day collab with them today. Today's Earth Day. And we did a package where you get a whole bunch of, you know, earth themed meat, uh, beers, whether, you know, cucumber beers or fruit and guava. How nifty. Yeah. And then they combined it with plants. And we delivered it and it sold out instantly. You know, it's a oh, love to see it. Happy awesome. Earth Day. Happy Earth Day, everybody. <laughs> so innovative. Ready to do it. Yeah. So like she's making cool. awesome stuff. Like she makes great stuff. And we, we were trying our best. And hey, you bring it together on a day like Earth Day. Perfect. You know, it works out. We should have her on our show then. Absolutely. Could you get us in touch, please? <laughs> sure. She's got the more, yeah, she's a huge Instagrammer star. So she's identified. So Mm -hmm. aside from finding cheap beer in college, who and what is the main inspiration behind Fatty Beer Company? Who and what? Ah, Probably my parents, I would say. My parents are musicians. Oh, Um, that's so cool. My mom's a drummer. My dad's a guitar player, trumpet player, they can play everything. Are they in the same band? Yeah. They also teach music and stuff like that. And they do what they love. 
is what I guess the inspiration. They do what they love. They've never, never really had a boss. They are their own boss and they, they you know, do what they, they love. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. They don't chase things. They stay They're They're happy. They're the happiest people I know. So if that's not some inspiration, I don't know what is. Right. Yeah. That like, I'm sitting here like, I cannot believe that he's saying this right now. Because, yeah. Like, I can't relate. You, you never really hear that. You never really hear <laughs> my relate. parents are happy. Like you never hear that or you never hear yeah. like you don't really hear people coming up in a household where their parents are teaching them to follow your dreams, do anything that you want, not telling you that, no, you can't do that. No, you can't do this. I mean, they still had rules. It wasn't like... Oh, of course. No, of course. (laughs) But like encouraging you even into your, like that transition period when you're in college and then even later in life after you work a job that you maybe feel is not aligning with you anymore, to have someone like that, that you've been with your whole life that is pushing you to do what you want to do. Like, I feel like not a lot of people can say that they have that. And that's, um, I just didn't expect, I guess, to hear on this show that my biggest motivator is my parents. Cause usually they're like, mm, I just don't know if that's a good idea. You know? <laughs> oh yeah. No, I mean, there's always caution. And like, I, I, I guess it's more of inspiration mm-hmm. and stuff, but yeah, they're great. So what went into, did you, when you first started Fatty Beer Co., you went right into your first location in Hamburg, right? Correct. Yeah. What went into setting that up? Like it's huge to start a business with a brick and mortar location nowadays. Yeah. Well, that's what we we did. We popped open a store. I was working with a, a great guy, Ben Ham. Ben was super, we were actually neighbors and he was super handy and we both loved beer and Ben had he was awesome. And we we popped it open. He had a job. I had a job. I handled a lot of the business side. He handled a lot of the, the operation side and, and just threw it open. Just did it. That was hard. I mean, then we did Buffalo too. So now yeah. we're doing, and then we're also now in Orchard Park. And then like the build out is, is always super hard. Like there's so many things, you know, our building that we're in right now is one of the oldest buildings in Buffalo. Really? Our Oh yeah. Our landlord, Steve Carmina great guy. He's an architect. He redeveloped uh, the Roosevelt block. The building is just unique and it's old and it's got sure. these amazing walls and you know it's got history and all sorts of sure. other stuff. Well, that cool. history history is great for character and stuff, but it's also really hard to work with. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> like, oh, oh yeah. Oh, I can imagine the technologies are completely different. Yeah. We've got a picture coming out. It'll come out on the 30th. We had a, we had it took 20 20 friends to move a we had to move a two-ton cooler through a window. It's the most amazing. It was like building the pyramids. It was crazy. A two-ton oh. wow. cooler. If yeah. there's a will, there's a way. There is. Yep. We didn't have any machines. That's We're true. just figuring just it out. Just doing so it. It'll make more Manpower, sense. Manpower, like all by hand? Yes. It was nuts. Holy crap. That is crazy. <laughs> there will be a picture wow. out on our Instagram soon. You'll see it. It's, it's Okay, just, cool. It's I'm looking forward to it. So do you ever plan to expand to other cities besides Buffalo? We've been approached. I've been approached a lot about it. I think the goal is to keep this going. It's hard though. You want to keep the community feel. You don't want it to feel of like it's not genuine. You know, I think there's inspiration. Right, right. When you look at places like a Ben and Jerry's, like that's inspirational. Like they're always cool and unique and still maintain like they're not a corporate feel or anything like that. You look at even spot coffees and Starbucks and stuff like they, they do a good job mm-hmm. of maintaining what they are, but 
providing great products. But I guess I I would consider as long as we can keep producing great products and get, you know keep our right. customers happy for sure. I love that keeping the hometown vibe while expanding. There's a way to do it, and then there's a bad way to do it. So you don't just do it to do it; you do it yeah. for the right reason. Gotta stick with those buffalo That's roots. Right. That's right. Bring some buffalo flavor to other cities. Right. Yes, they could use it. Sure. <laughs> yeah, they could. <laughs> So what are some resources that you saw out when you first started working on this, whether this is like personally, like books you read, podcasts you listen to, whatever oh the my case gosh. may be there, or also on the other hand, like did you seek out any external organizations, grants, like the Small Business Bureau? Tell us a little bit about both sides. Yeah, as far as the self-educating, that's the most important thing you can do. Like I think I was mentioning like for five years, I, I went hard at you know, learning how to open a brewery and what it mm-hmm. would take and the costs and whether it's downloading you know, the rules from the federal government or the state government, like just educating yourself. So like, I think just learn, just consuming. Then at the same time, like podcasts are huge. You know, I think a big part of what has taken me from just, you know, oh, I'd like to do that to doing it is like uh, having a, a pretty solid routine as far as learning. Like, I think you need to take time to learn. Like, I think that's important. That's, it's a muscle. Learning isn't just something that you go, oh, I want to learn today. Like, yeah, you can learn today, but if you do it three, four, five, six, you know, a hundred days in a row, it's going to come Then you're really you're obtaining the knowledge. Yeah. You're going to get stronger. It's just like mm-hmm. lifting weight. It's just like anything else. And like, so, you know, I think getting a routine and, and then realizing that you can't do everything in one day. Like it's got, you got to keep it. It's more <laughs> about the consistency. That. Right. Yeah. It's hard. And then as far as resources, when I was opening a brewery or thinking about opening a brewery, I met with the uh, Buff State Small Business so Minister uh, group that okay. gives you support. I met with a guy named John. He was awesome. Like we helped, he helped me beat up a lot of my business plan. I've written, like, that's the other thing, write a business plan, but it doesn't have to be perfect. Like there's actually, if you go online, you can find, I, I'm a huge believer in, in one piece of paper, like a one sheet business plan, like for mm-hmm. pretty much pretty much anything you do. Like I actually think one sheet of paper is perfect for anything. Even if you want to write a a marketing plan or, you know, whatever strategy you want to write. And so filling out that and learning about that from the small business association, as far as like grants, we didn't really take advantage of any grants. It's all pretty much self-funded, which probably is pretty naive of me, but (laughs) no, it's not. (laughs) Yeah. Like you just do it. it. Like, you know, to go and do this, like I had, I cashed out savings and stuff like that. What little I have, I mean, it's not like I had anything, but like you just take it. But you got to take that risk. Right. And I'm a believer in investing in yourself. Like, like you can look at this, like I would rather invest in myself than invest in something else. And so that's kind sure. of been a philosophy Absolutely. too. I needed to hear that today. <laughs> investing yourself. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's good. Oh, so if you're going to listen to a podcast too. Like there's a guy, James Altucher. I love him. He's, he's great. James Altucher. I'll have to add him to yeah. my podcast library. He's great. He's been on for a long time. He is actually paired up with the Freakonomics guys way back. And oh, awesome. He's, oh, yeah, cool. he's, okay. he's good. He has everyone on too. Like, I mean, there's lots of good ones. Tim Ferriss, everyone knows and all stuff like that. But I like a good podcast, 15 minutes or so. But even like the other good thing, even better than podcasts is books on tape. Like, yes, I really love good. books on tape. Especially on YouTube. There's a lot of free books uploaded to YouTube as well. Exactly. It's perfect. 
like just learning, consuming. So tell us about the guest experience you aspire to achieve. So when you're a guest and you walk into one of your stores, what's the type of vibe you, you hope that your guest is picking up on? Oh man, that's important. That's a good one. We we have our own playlist at our stores. So what kind like, of music? It's, it's pretty much like a mix of a little bit of eighties new wave with a sort okay. of nineties sort of nineties alternative, mostly eighties new wave. And it's just stuff. It's songs that you've heard but you haven't heard like all the time. And they've mm-hmm. and they've always got a beat. They're always upbeat. We don't want any. You know, there's nothing worse than slow music when you're trying to just. But it, <laughs> no but, it's, <laughs> but it's also not like it's not a workout. You're not going to work out. We're not listening to speed, right. you know, stuff. So the <laughs> music's like important. Yeah, one of the cool things we had an article written in the Buffalo News by Chris Shoby, and he mentioned the music. And a lot of people who come in, they like the music because it's just different, and it's something that kind of sets our tone. And we add and subtract, and we got a Spotify channel people can check out. It's pretty fun. And then the, as far as other things, clean is important. It's got to be always be clean, like spotless. Like I want people to say, wow, this place is clean. We have a really cool beer wall. Like it's a display. It looks like a library wall. And instead of books, we have beer that you can buy or look at. Even if you don't buy it, you can like a lot of people will grab a beer and then just look at the beer wall and look at 500 different beers. We have free popcorn. So it smells good. So you want yeah, you want to hit the sense. <laughs> yeah. We're not dark at all. The, the the lighting is light. Like I said, it's like a coffee shop type lighting. And all of our stuff, all of our furniture and beer wall and everything, like we make ourselves. Like it's, it's homemade. So it kind of has that rustic cool. sort of feel, but still very clean nice. and basic. So yeah. So the experience is consistent. So it's all so every time you come in, I hope people say the same thing, right? definitely gonna check it out if he had it couldn't tell i'd never been there before what so i, I didn't even hear about i didn't even hear about you What's until, on the podcast um, now i can't believe it <laughs> <laughs> i hadn't heard about you until emily posted a picture of you on her instagram i was like oh what's this this is cool yeah, it's, it's um, well, we're still pretty new downtown. So, like, if unless you're in Hamburg, a lot of people didn't know us, and we only opened in downtown in last week of June of 2019. So, we're still kind of fresh. So fresh to the scene, oh. but still making your move. That's right. So, tell us a little bit about some challenges that you have faced throughout this whole experience. Biggest challenges are realizing it's not a day to day thing; it's a long term. It's not a it's not a race; it's a marathon. Everyone's kind of cliche. You know, it's not mm-hmm, a sprint, it's, it's a marathon. Yeah, it's true. Like you can't get too high, you can't get too low. And that's hard to deal with. You know, when we ha- we're doing deliveries, there's days where we don't do many deliveries. And then there's days where we do so many deliveries, you can't believe it. And you just can't, you can't be too high and too low. You just got to keep riding along. So I think that's challenge wise is, is big. And what would you say is, you know, your way of coping with some of those times of doubt or at least when you first started in the first couple of years of business, if you ever felt like, I just don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if I can do this. And how did you overcome that? Yeah, it's, I I don't always remember to do it, but it's just, (laughs) of course, yeah, it's like, you're said than done. I mean, it goes back to the, like just getting a piece of paper and writing out what you really are trying to do. You know, I'm a big mm-hmm. believer in like, okay, it didn't work today. Well, write out, you know, five reasons why it should write out 10 reasons why 
you know, that you should change, right? Out 10 things, like talk to people, write that down. Like I'm a real big believer in just resetting in your own mind and exploring, you know, Mm -hmm. you can, you can figure it out if you think about it. And that goes back to exercising your, your brain. Cause I'm, I'm the worst at it. I'll just get caught up in doing, you're doing, you're doing, you're doing, you're doing, and then you're missing, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the obvious signs that are saying, Hey, 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 do this, you know, unless you sit down and, and, and concentrate on her. I guess that that will be it. So before we hop off, we always like to ask our guests for a piece of advice they would like to share with our listeners. I would say a piece of advice, if you want to see things happen for yourself, is to get a, for me, it's a morning routine. And Mm -hmm. what I mean by that is in the morning, I can accomplish four or five things that set my day up great. Like I love just kind of getting, whether it's a walk or you lift a couple weights, just right, in the, right as soon as you get up, you know, and then I love to make sure I eat something right away. I know like, oh, I don't eat breakfast, like whatever, like eat something right away. And then I like to also like listen to a podcast or something like get my brain going right mm-hmm. away. And then the other thing is then I make sure I do a task because usually in the mornings, no one's bothering you. Your inbox isn't filled up yet. You don't have to And then the last thing I like to clean up wherever I am. Like, so if you're at home, like make your bed or put your clothes away or, you know, get your dishes done. And then, so when you come home later, it's done. So what I'm getting at is it takes an hour and a half of your time that you can improve. And then your rest of your day is just set. Like then you can do whatever you want. And again, I don't always do it and I fall out of the habit. And then when I get back to that habit, it just all starts clicking again. It all sure. just starts clicking. If you conquer the morning, you conquer the day. Right. Some people might be at night. You might be a night owl and get all that stuff. That is done. true. Like, like maybe you do that before bed. I've read Bill Gates like does all his dishes and stuff before bed. So hmm. I don't know. There's different different ways. People are different. I'm just saying yes. get a routine. For me, it's in the morning. Whatever routine works best for you. Where can our listeners follow your journey? Fatty Beer. Find us on Instagram. At Fatty Beer. You can find us on Twitter. We're not very active on that. You can follow us on Facebook. We're not as active on that. Or you can you come we, and we drink take, a beer with us. Yeah, come and drink and see us. Yeah, see us and see what What's we're What's the website where they can find deliveries? www.fattyfattey.beer. Take care. Perfect. All right. Well, awesome. Cool. Thank you so much. We appreciate your time. Thanks, Thanks Alyssa. Nick. Thanks, Morgan. Yeah, appreciate it. And that's a wrap on Fatty Beer Co. What'd you think? We had such a great time talking with him. I thought his story was, you know, I thought that it was a brewery when I first Mm -hmm. discovered him, but... It's even better. It's a beer garden. I know. And a bottle shop. Yeah, that's... Because the brewery scene really has been blowing up recently. That's a really awesome twist. And you did touch on how when he was over in Germany, when he was traveling all over the world, how... It was more yeah. of an experience, yeah, and, right? And Germany was his favorite place to drink beer. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you guys, but drinking beer in Germany is top notch. I've it's never drank overall, beer in Germany, unfortunately. <laughs> it's an overall experience. And, and there's beer gardens everywhere. Yeah, it was really cool. I'm definitely going to go check it out. She'll fly up and come check it out with me sometime. Sometime. <laughs> I think one big thing that I took away from it is I just loved his innovation. So anybody who's looking to start a business, I think it's very important to understand that any times of uncertainty, like not even just the coronavirus, there will always be times where you uncertainty, have to you right, have to adapt. You, you have, have to be innovative. You have to adapt. Exactly. And he's taking care of his employees as well. Yep. And if you 
don't take that approach if you're not adaptable. Your customers are watching you too. Yeah. They're watching how you're adapting to the climate, mm -hmm. how you're treating your employees. Mm -hmm. And I think that – And he's still bringing beer to the people. Yeah. The people need the beer. In due time, we'll see, you know, who was innovative and who wasn't and how people are going to come out on top of this. That was cool to hear him kind of talk about how he's adapted. He said he started with one – order the first day and now it's exploding to what he said 2500 a week he's done i think he said they just oh, they've did accomplished 25 which is huge yes so it's, it just starts with one and then it started snowballing what a great idea honestly also he did talk to us i i had no idea how old he was i'm not going to share how old he is but he's had a full life he's had so many yeah, experiences absolutely he was in his career for 11 years before he realized what he really wanted to do and now he does it full time i love how people now are pivoting at like 5 10 15 marks mm -hmm. to a different career different project because Life's short. Why do one thing for your whole life when yep. you can do so many things? And self-love and doing what aligns with your inner self is so promoted. That nagging voice never goes away, guys. It never goes away. And it's Better listen never to it. too late. If you got anything from listening to us talk to Nick, I hope that you – that. For those of you out there who think that it is too late, ahem, my father, if you're listening to this, <laughs> it's never too late to do what you want to do. It didn't just happen overnight either. Right. It, it took five years of research, getting to know the laws, getting to, to build a plan. There's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. Like you said, that nagging voice is never going to go away. It'll be there five years from now. It'll be there 10 years from now. So just go do it. So let's get right into our segments today. I know that this isn't necessarily a new week, but we have weekly accomplishments, hourly accomplishments. I would say, you know, I've been staying at my parents' house throughout this whole quarantine. And the other night, I finally got my room organized. My brother had a bunch of his old clothes in the dresser. I condensed it down from two drawers to one, got all my stuff laid out, and it just made me feel so good because I really do, you know, I enjoy doing stuff like that to pass the time. Makes one of us. Yeah. <laughs> Some people don't really like organizing, but maybe that's where the need lies for people. My weekly accomplishments are I am starting to get the hang of Premiere Pro, which is super cool. I don't know about you guys, but if you've ever used it, it's kind of confusing. There's a lot of different effects and tools and tips and tricks and everything. So I've been watching a lot of videos on that. Oh and my God, guys, the stuff that she's made is so awesome with this program so far. Like if you've been paying attention or following us on Instagram, a lot of this stuff your girl right here has created and oh my god I'm so thankful for you, you doing that and another <laughs> one is our insta like Alyssa just mentioned I have been creating a lot of templates and design and all of the posts that's been a lot of fun very rewarding I should say yeah something that you can like actually see yeah your final product really awesome stuff you'll be seeing her on the big screen someday we can all dream. Let's get down to guilty pleasures. Gilmore Girls. Rick and Morty. All day <laughs> I've long. I've been loving Rick and Morty and going on those adventures. You need to watch it. I will. I will. Guys, I watch Gilmore Girls in the shower. Maybe that's it's TMI, but I watch Gilmore Girls in the overkill. shower. I mean, I got to have someone to keep me company while I'm in there. You're a psycho. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> Oh, God. But yeah, I know there's a lot of Gilmore Girls lovers out there. And if they ever take that off Netflix, 
I don't know the DVDs. Know what I'm doing with myself. Anybody out there know how to convert DVDs to like? I'm sure there's plenty. Yeah. Me up. <laughs> Let's get down to our checkup from the neck up. My favorite weekly segment. Shall we yeah, be checking this in with is yourself? A great one. So for me, I've been trying to not eat dairy because you know dairy just does not help my face out because adult acne. You know. We didn't give that up, so that's cool, I guess. I can't enjoy cheese like a human. Yeah, I know. I said chocolate was the reason I have bad skin, but maybe it's dairy, but I choose to ignore both. I try to do my part. <laughs> and just doing my daily workouts, you know, staying here in quarantine. Like I said, hot girl summer. She's still yeah. coming. Yep. Yep. I think my checkup from the neck up is if you have listened to our episode with Devin LaPresse, she talked a lot about just living your truth and letting yourself feel emotions. So I'm sure this quarantine is hard for a lot of us, even if there are a lot of us that are out there trying to do something more with this time. It creeps in every single day. I feel like I'm not doing enough. This is terrible. I want to get out of the house. You know, just I've adapted to being in the house. Yes. yes. (laughs) I I hope a lot of you. Yeah. Oh, darkness, my old friend. But I just, you know, honestly let myself sit with those emotions and walk through them and recognize their worth and let myself feel for a second because you have 24 hours, you have the same 24 hours in a day that everybody else has. So it's okay to take some time to feel those emotions that you're feeling you're only in a competition with yourself yep absolutely well guys i guess that's all for this week thanks for tuning in go check out our other two episodes make sure to follow us on instagram at shattering expectations pod hey everybody thank you so much for your loyalty to shattering expectations podcast you can find us on instagram at shattering expectations podcast please also leave us a review on iTunes. We just genuinely love to hear what you guys have to say. We hope you like the show. It is what that five-star review for picking off what I'm throwing down. <laughs> um, you can also find me on Instagram. My personal is at ALSTABA underscore. That's S-T-A-B-A. And you guys can find me on Instagram at Morgan Wanders underscore Wanders is W-A-N-D-E-R-S. You can also stay tuned for my photography website. It's going to be photographybybaker.com. That will be coming live soon. And also my YouTube channel called How I Met New York, a YouTube-based series on how now New Yorkers found their way in New York. We're going to be coming out with a quarantine edition here soon, so stay tuned for that. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thanks, guys.